welcome to episode two. I don't know if we can call it season two, but we may as well, because it doesn't look like that on the actual podcast interface. But episode two, season two of Badger Watch, the county championship podcast where we play cricket11.com and just generally discuss how we're doing. We have uh, four teams. We have top of the list at the moment is Hopefully I'm saying this right, Chev. Chev's huge snater. Um third... that does sound quite rude. Mm, it does. I hopefully I pronounced that right. Chev, correct me if I'm wrong later. Yeah, no, it's much worse than it would be in Dutch. Fair enough. Um, we've got Land of Pope and Glory with Howard um in second. Rain stop play with myself in third, and bringing up the rear is the good live, although they're not having the greatest live at the moment. Is Hugh Thomas? Um, I was very nice to you last year when you were running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember that. No, nor do I actually, being honest with you. But, um, let's start with you, Hugh. How you obviously maybe didn't have the week you wanted. Um, where did it go? I had an unmitigated disaster. It was disastrous. 570 points. Um, I was long on both Yorkshire and Gloucestershire, which forced me into some changes. Um, One transfer, which was Fletcher Middleton in for Ben Charlesworth, who doesn't seem to be part of Gloucestershire's plans. Mm. So uh, very, very reasonably priced, 24,000, let's call them US dollars, um, for Fletcher Middleton who uh, is opening a batting Hampshire and did okay at Surrey. Um, but I then had to sit on Lyde and Milan, who watched it rain for, for two days, four days even, and uh, and then had to sub out uh, Gohar and Thompson, which with Holland and, uh, and Jack White were okay replacements, but really pretty weak, weak round of scoring. And to top it off, I gave the armband uh, in a decision from heart, not head, to Alistair Cook, who's uh, naught in the second innings. And can I just say two terrible decisions? First one outside off, second one missing leg, but that's by the by. Um, took him down to a very meagre score. So not a very good week for the Foxy Lives. Chev, <laughs> other end of the table, who went well for you? I'm guessing there's probably one lad went pretty well for you. Uh, I've had a couple. Um, Oli Pope, obviously. Uh, but you know, first home game uh, that was to be expected, so um, was very keen to see him do well, and he did. That was uh, 425 points, so pretty much equaling um, Q's score with just the first player on the list. Thank you, then uh, the other ones that did well uh, were Toby Roland Jones for a second week in a row, also, second week in a row that he was my captain, so his 238 score got doubled, uh, and then Matthew Kuhneman. Um, oh, uh, you cracked him in, did you? I had him in from day one. He uh, oh, picked shoot. up uh, uh, 228 points, so that was good. And then I subbed in um, uh, Mo Abbas for Keith Barker, uh, and he picked up 170 points. And then someone which really tickled me. Sorry, oh, that's 20. That's 20 off. I said to you before the start of the season, Hugh. I love Mo Abbas as a bowler, but it's like starting on minus 40 every week. <laughs> You can't pick him. Automatic noughts. He hasn't scored a run this year. Well, you know, he's there and he did well. And then um, somehow, surprisingly, Critchley picked up uh, plenty of points again for a second week in a row. In a row where... He picked Critchley? 
I know. I, well, that was a bit of a. You hated him last year. I know. It was a bit of a left left pick, and somehow he, you know he's just picking up points. So uh, he won't last, I'm sure. But he's in there now. The one that is really none of your players last year. <laughs> yeah, you've actually, Chef. You've just gone through a lot of transfers that you've. <laughs> Uh, now, I'm sort of starting to shore up my bench now. So okay. I made uh, three transfers last week, just looking at what could potentially be good in terms of uh, increasing my budget. Um, so I picked up three last week. I'll probably pick up a few more this week and then um, see what happens after round three. And uh, the only one that's really disappointing is um, uh, clearly he doesn't like the, the name of my team. But Shane Schneider was for a second week in a row. He was a minus uh, point. So um, as you can imagine, uh, he won't uh, last another week. So he's on the chop this week, um, uh, and we won't see him back. I'm not sure I can change the team name anymore now we've started. So it will just be in his honour that we uh, carry him with the team. Fair I did notice that Van der Hoogten will have to be snuck in. <laughs> Potentially, you never know. Uh, Marcel, well, someone did tweet our friend Andrew at Cricket11 saying, can I change my team name? And he said, if you drop him a DM, he'll, he'll sort it for you. Ooh. Well, he might be doing that every weekend, but that sounds good. <laughs> Will he let me make 11 transfers? <laughs> Possibly not. For those who didn't listen last season, Andrew is the creator of Cricket11.com. God, I think. Yeah. I think we should get him back this year. Yeah. Let's get back in touch. And, uh, Why don't we do an action special with him? We could do. That'd yeah. be lovely. You could do five o'clock starts, Benny, so I'm sure he can do it again. He did a four o'clock start last time, I think. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, what Is about... Why you were late last week? Me? Yeah. He was at four. You know, where were you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do it an hour later. Um, Howard, how did you go? You obviously had Ollie Pope as well. Am I correct? You are correct, of course. Ollie Pope's playing at the Oval. Why wouldn't you make him captain? Um, so of my 1,500 points, he took over half of them, 850. Oh. Uh, I also had well, I had seven players not playing by way of that washout and two buys. So I didn't really have anyone else scoring any points at that. Um, the young lad, George Bell, who is keeping for Lancashire, got yeah. 50s in each innings at... Essex on a fairly sporty pitch against a good team attack. So that was quite impressive. Um, saw a few of his uh, highlights. Looks like quite a, a cocky young player. I don't know if you saw any of it, Hugh, but there's a lot of holding the pose. It, it looks a player. Yeah. Uh, he can keep. He looks a player. He's only young. I can see why I can see why they've given him a shot. Um, I, I wouldn't say cocky is unfair. I'd say self-assured, but I think he does look a good player. Yeah. Whether he keeps his place when the likes of Salt to come back and Livingston comes back. I, I think he's probably back in the stiffs at that point. Well, who's the other who's the other keeper at Lancashire? Well, they've got two options in Lavelle and uh, Vilas, but Vilas stood in the gully all game. Yeah, interesting. Okay, I think Vilas is listed as a batter rather than a keeper this year as well. I don't think he really took the gloves last year at all. Hmm. Could do. Um, so yeah, Bell got what 125 points. A bit more, 100, sorry, 186 points. We've got a few catches behind stumps as well. Mm-hmm. Joey Everson got 99 before Hugh chived him, second innings. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, let's run through that, Chev. What was, how did that go? Well, I actually chived him first up because I knew Howard was struggling and I thought it might 
uh, I thought it might help me out. And I, I said he's had a great start to the season and uh, I don't think he got any in the first innings. But to put, yeah, to rewind a little bit, he'd just taken the first wicket of the game when Hughes said he had a great start to the season. After that, he bowled, he didn't take another wicket in the game and got a first innings duck and went about five and over. So by the time he had finished the first round of Chevy, he was on about minus 50. He then <laughs> he then quietly crept up to 92 when Hughes said, or re-chevved him and uh, mixed him, him off for 99. <laughs> I can only apologise profusely to the young man making his way in the game, but my... my, my young man and all Ken fans who are hoping to clean the draw. <laughs> Very good. Um, and you, Spen, who... Yeah, I actually had a really good first day. Um, I got 600 points on the first day, and then I only ended up with um, one. Well, I got 1,404. So it was like I thought I was going to have a great week, and then it ended up being okay. Um, Who got because Spen, you would have loved 1,400 points last week. Yeah, I know. Last season, I know. Last season, sorry. Yeah, 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 100%. Duckett, 198. Gregory three five six. Toby Rowland Jones was my captain. He got two three eight, I think. And then Sam Cook got two four one points for me. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was nice. Um, I think I I thought about captaining Gregory, which would have been great, but I didn't. So that was a bit annoying. Um, but yeah, it's pretty. I mean, I've just looked at the table, and I think there's fifty two points separating first and third, which is nice competitive in our league and then uh, sorry Hugh there's over a thousand points between you and everyone else so I was there last year you might be able to come back don't worry it's a long way to go um and then in our in our open league which anyone is available to join um Adam G is is now top I think who tweeted that Howard you tweeted via our account didn't you um, I did so Adam G is top. Natural born Villas. So Gareth N. He replied to our tweet. Actually, said he had a stinker. So very similar. I think York. He was heavy with Yorkshire, wasn't he? Um, and then the rest of us. Then we're coming in sort of top five. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Um, good. I mean, looking at the other other players who did well in this round, I think Pope, Beddingham, Gregory, Hutton, Hayne. Did anyone have? No one out. We all had. Pope and Gregory, no one had the others, Hutton, Beddingham, Hayne, did we? Interesting. Um, what are the games then? What are the games that stood out last round? Anyone got any nuggets? Should we go straight to the Oval? Oh, God, it was always going <laughs> to let's get, let's get that over and done with in two minutes. Let's do it. Pope Masterclass, wasn't it? Well, it's at the Oval, isn't it? So it's going to have to be. But basically, Hampshire bat first, get 254. Sorry, sort of match it with 270. It was already quite even, wasn't it, up until that was. fourth innings? Up until pretty much T on the last day, it could have gone either way. And then Hope and Sibley batted very, very nicely in that last session. I think they scored about seven and oh. over after T. Sibley didn't, did he? he, he um, I think I, I forget. He, he didn't score at seven and over after T, but he scored at five and over himself after T. Oh, he took a long, took up a lot of balls to get to T, but... It's not a bad bowling attack to do it against Barker, Abbas, Abbott, Fuller, is it really? I mean, that's a decent, the top three bowlers there are decent bowlers. They've all done really well. Again, it's another team who looks like they missed out by not having a spinner. Now, in May, that seam attack, you should be backing them every day of the week. But mm. when these games do get to the fourth day, you'd, you'd fancy your chances a lot better if you had a, 
out and out spinner. Les Dawson's not a bad option. Um, Organ rolls a few out, and Mason Crane's in the stiffs. But if you had a if you had a Kuhneman, let's say in that situation, I think you'd fancy your, your chances a bit more as Hampshire. If you have a Kuhneman, you don't have a Moa Bass, who took six in the first innings. So it's can't have it both ways always, can you? Uh, get rid of your Abbott then, don't you? Exactly, back doors. You, you don't need Barker, Abbott, Fuller, and a Bass. Interesting. What at the Oval specifically? At the Oval in general, I think four high-quality seamers. I think you I can... Hampshire would argue that, that that bowling attack hasn't served them too badly over the last yeah, couple of yeah. years. Yeah, but they haven't won a title. If they want to win titles, you need a proper spinner, I think. I think it's a big reason. Can I, re- can I rewind to last year when Surrey won the title with Will Jacks as their frontline spinner? They got picked as a test cricketer bowling offspin. <laughs> so and you just described him as not a bad option. So Yeah, but he's not going to win games, is he? And Will Jacks does. <laughs> um, just thinking, I mean, I'd be really interested because Barker, Abbas and Abbott aren't spring chickens in that they're probably in the next... I don't want to retire anyone at all in this okay. podcast. But they, you know, they're not going to be around. No, I did last year, sorry. Okay, we don't need to go into that. <laughs> um, but anyway, they're not they're not the youngest cricketers going. Um, I'd be interested to see their backup seam attack, basically what they're like, because it's be interesting because they've relied on those three bowlers heavily in the last couple of seasons. Um, moving on then from Surrey, we've got that out of the way. Thanks, Chervin Howard. Um, I think what was the big win there? I would say Northampton Middlesex. Northampton sheer obviously came up last year. Managed to stay up, which is no, 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 stayed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came up last season was their first season for a while. Yeah, and then they managed to stay up, which is great. And then they've just absolutely smashed Middlesex, haven't they? I think Middlesex's batting is the only thing worse than my fantasy team this week. (laughs) I assumed you must have had a few of their batters. You (laughs) (laughs) they are toxic. I wouldn't touch them if you paid me. Yeah, I mean, Robson Stoneman, Milan, is arguably a, I mean, it is an international, all three of that international cricket, international batting lineup. Um, and they haven't been able to, what did you, what was your stat earlier today off air, Howard? How many runs has Milan scored? Oh, yes, he's got six runs in his four innings. And how did he go last season? He played last season, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't do particularly well then either in Division 2. Um, but they got him back. I mean, they've they've struggled. I'm not sure they've made 200 yet. They might have just crept over against Essex last year. Oh, sorry, last week. But in four four goes, they've been around 150, 200 all four. Yeah. Isn't enough, is it? No, it's not. I mean, the only other thing you could potentially say is that I mean, North Ants got 198 in reply, so they didn't do amazingly well either. Um, but then, I mean, in their second innings, they 123 chased it down quite easily in, in the fourth innings so I mean I don't know where it is I put it probably is Middlesex's batting isn't it I mean I don't know I don't know what else you can say there really. the first innings runs on the board to create pressure haven't you and I think so. they didn't set the game up no exactly uh, but it's I mean is that is that a really big win for North Ants in terms of county size budget that sort of stuff I think in footballing terms it's a six pointer I think they're both going to be down there at the back end of the season yeah that's interesting. Yeah. So anyway, it is a big win. Yeah, of course it is. Massive. Yeah. Um, and then a huge win for Warwickshire 
Very impressive from Warwickshire because I think they lost a lot of time in that game to Rain. Batted very well the first day. Yates got a big hundred and quite quickly. Yeah. And then I think come Saturday afternoon, sort of tea time on day three, uh, they were still four, 400 off for three and basically had four sessions to declare and bowl Kent out twice and managed it. Yeah. I think Hayne also got 165, which is a lovely effort. And Mousley. Yeah, young buck to watch there in the on the basketball radar. I reckon he played in the nineteen stuff in the last couple of years. And, I think uh, tries to whack it. I think also he was credited for that ninety four because he sort of sacrificed himself in a way that he was basically trying to just hit sixes towards the end and not really think about his hundred. Which he played was, some outrageous shots. Yeah, yeah. he was one to watch out for. He'll be in my um, Royal London One Day Cup fancy team. Oh, lovely. I don't know if he'll get picked up by the 100, but it looks clear. If you haven't seen it already, Hassan Ali's celebration when he took the final wicket. Obviously, Hassan Ali has a has a penchant for a celebration, as we know with his, I don't even know what you call it, it's a cross between a chainsaw and a firework that he normally yeah. But if you know Edgebaston, the sort of, the balconies are behind the bowler's end and he's bowling from that end. He's followed through, he's nicked off. I think it might have even been Everson to win the game. And he's run 70 yards in front of the balconies and started dancing down there. It's fantastic. It's really, really is worth a watch. On social media? Must it was on Twitter, yeah. Warwickshire Twitter. Oh, let's, get, let's retweet that. That'd be nice. And whilst we're on this game, um, Zach Crawley's efforts won't have escaped your spotlight, Hugh? Yeah. I mean, I feel like Chris Rushworth is one of the bowlers you would line up to bowl at Crawley to, to wobble it around at 78 miles an hour. I feel like that's more of his kryptonite potentially than someone like Mitchell Stark where the ball just slides on. So I feel like him having his front pad blown off, I thought the second one looked a bit harsh. Yeah, um, that was particularly but, harsh, I mean. Yeah. Worse than cookies. But, no, let's not go too far. They were ridiculous. Um but uh, yeah, I think he would be in my dream bowling attack with Mo Abbas to bowl at Zach Crawley. <laughs> That's a lovely bowl. And, and Steve-O coming on first change with Gareth Berg from the other end. That's a, it's a lovely bowling lineup Warwickshire have got, isn't it? At the moment, Wokes, Rushworth, Hannon Dolby. Three sort of... I mean, they Wokes. really struggled to take wickets last year, having, having Hassan Ali and Wokes and Rushworth into that side. Mm. Puts, them, puts them into... Top four contention. In- and what about Norwell if he's ever fit again, Spen? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, if it, it just takes off their reliance on him, basically, doesn't it? I mean, they relied on him last season in the games that he did play, so it's good for them. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what the latest is with Liam Norwell's injury updates, but I think he's still recovering from that twenty-seven over spell in the last day of last season, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> he's still cramping in his foot somewhere. Um, just you did mention, uh, yeah, we are on the, the only drawn match of um, of a couple, uh, no, did one drew okay. one draw in that. Uh, just I don't think it's worth, I mean, I don't know, Hugh, if you want to go into it, but I mean, it's worth going into because of Anderson bowling to Cook was just a lovely reason to go watch county championship cricket, wasn't it? That weekend, um, with ruined it. well, Anderson getting cooked twice. LW. Um, you weren't too impressed with the decision, I don't think. Uh, but that said, it, it's it's great for the county game to get bums on seats watching it. Um, and even if that, I imagine the stream was watched a lot more when Anderson was bowling at Cook, but it's it's great for the game. You 
you don't think watching Test cricket, Anderson's that quick, but the way he bowled is effortless. And you could see on the live stream, it just zipped through. Well, maybe as much him hitting the seam as anything else, but you know, you compare him to Bailey and it is, it's such a step up. If you think we talk, spoke about young George Bell keeping, that must be an absolute pleasure. Oh, lad, keeping dream about. I mean, he's he's probably born in two thousand and eight, so or maybe a couple of years earlier than that. But you know, Jimmy was Jimmy was on on TV screens before his birth. You know, it's he's grown up watching him, and to 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 what to then be gloving it to to him with you know Jennings at second slip and. Alistair Cook batting. Oh, it's fantastic. Just looking at that as well, we spoke a lot about Luke Wells last se- last season. Did you know that Luke Wells' dad, Alan, I think, played for England in one game? Did you guys know that, Alan Wells? Yeah, I don't think he got any either. No, he didn't, no. Um, so it's, quite, it's, quite a, it's quite a sad story. Not a sad story, it's just unfortunate. It was in that summer when England played quite a few players against the West yeah. Indies and it, it just didn't work for him. Yeah. Um... um and then the last one, and then, I mean, Div 2, Gloucester, Yorkshire completely rained off, which was a bit of farcical, maybe. Um, but then a big win for Durham, who I saw, actually, Legside Lizzie, our guest from last season's podcast, she tipped them to win, she's tipped them to win Div 2. Which I don't know if that's a bad shout or not, but... Uh, yeah, cracking achievement without Rushworth. It would be, it would be. I mean, Beddingham there got 180 as in not 180, but 100 in the first innings, 80 in the second. Um, and, I mean... Robinson Wor- looks a good signing for them. Yeah, he does. And then Worcestershire have... I mean, they declared, obviously, um, and then got bowled out. So, I don't know that... The South, I mean, they three declarations there, which seems quite sporting, yeah. I would say. Um, to I think try it's a result that probably doesn't happen last year, isn't it, with the change in... Scoring system. Both teams were keen to push for a positive result, one way or the other. Though. Yeah, I think that's really good to see. Really, isn't it with the game? I think people. Yeah. I think it's really nice to see that, and also means that people can. I mean, at three six six for five, I can imagine a lot of supporters would be there thinking this could be quite boring, and then actually to see a declaration, another innings, quite nice actually. Um, did it go down to the last last day? Go down to the wire. Yeah, the last last session of the last day, right right to the end. Um, but also, you know, they can't go down from Division 2. So it's, it's in their interest. They've got more chance of going up by winning games. So it's in their interest to roll the dice. Yeah, that was true. Um, and then the other game there was Leicestershire, Derbyshire. I think um, if you had Lewis Hill in your team, you're, you're laughing. 162 not out. That's nice. Um, and then nothing really else. I think the weather got them, didn't it, as well? Yeah. Um I think they lost the whole of day one and most of day two, if not all of day two. Yeah. So, oh, nice. So I think, I mean, is there any inklings at the moment in terms of the tables? I mean, Warwickshire are top of Div 2, Div 1, sorry, Leicestershire top of Div 2, which you probably wouldn't have said last season or many seasons before that. But it can, is there an inkling or is the weather mucked up a little bit to say if anyone's going to... I don't think we've seen enough cricket yet this year. There's been a lot of weather around in both rounds. I think... I think in another round we'll see a bit more to to see whether whether there's any clear favourites in any team. I think Lancashire and Surrey look the standout teams in uh, in Division One. Um, I think Division Two is wide open. Yeah, it is actually. I think it's really good. 
And just on that, I mean, there's been a we've touched on it a little bit, but there's been a lot of movement in the um in the chapter, and we we touched on it last episode as well a little bit, but early on in our first two rounds, do we think there's been any signings of notes that have really sort of taken off or actually maybe not looked as good as it might have done last season in terms of transfer windows? What What's looking good at the moment for each county, do you think? Hugh, you've got a list, haven't you? Yeah, well, the two that make me laugh most is... Um... Ben Mike and Sham Massoud going to Yorkshire to play Division One cricket, agreeing those deals before the end of last season. Um, and then watching Yorkshire go down just tickled me. Interesting, Sham Massoud hasn't turned up for duty yet. He's still on Pakistan duty. Um, I wonder if it was Division One, whether, who knows, things things might have been slightly different. Um, so, um, yeah, I think they, they, were, they were two of the less successful ones. But you look at the overseas signings that have gone well so far, Harris and Hanscom at Gloucestershire and Leicestershire, respectively, look initially like good business, having both scored big runs. Mm. Um, and some interesting signings. Rushworth to Warwickshire, I thought I thought that might be a uh, a bridge too far for the old boy, but he's uh, he started pretty well for Warwickshire already. Yeah, I think that's nice. I think, it, I think Rushworth adds a level of certainty. I think he hasn't really been injured, has he? I know we touched on... Liam Norwell, obviously, with his injury troubles, I think Rushworth gives you continuity, which is nice, as well as with Han and Dolby. Um, what about think- Moneybags? Sorry, they've been active, haven't they, boys? Brought brought Sibbers back home. Yeah, you two happy at that? Happy as Sibley coming in? Yeah. Um, Hashimama out, Sibley in, uh, getting on a bit. Um, Sibley and Burns is quite uninspirational, though, isn't it? That's not going to bring the young children of southwest London to the Oval. Not sure how Amla would also be happy saying (laughs) (laughs) it was on hash's terms though wasn't it he's no spring chicken um yeah i mean uh, probably too early to say obviously sibley did play a very good hand supporting hand in that in that win but um he'll be keen to push his england case again i think that i think there's still question marks as openers um as to who's going to be playing for England for the next year or two. I think the middle order looks very solid and very competitive, but Crawley is in favour. But if they runs. haven't dropped him yet, they never will. And, and, and Duckett, I think, if you see, from what you read and what you see in play, he's quite loose outside off stump. The Aussies are going to exploit that. People urging the England selectors not to make the same mistake they did with Jason Roy by picking Ben Duckett, a predominantly white ball player, to open the innings in the Ashes. Whether whether he does or not remains to be seen. But I think the the opening spots are the ones for England that you've got the most chance of getting yourself into as a as a county player. So the likes of Sibley will be very keen to push a case there. And I know this is the segment we're on, but Alex Lee's at Durham um, has also started in a decent vein of form and seems to have upped his scoring rate um, mm. in line with the baseball approach. So Sibley will be taking note of that. Uh, other signings. So you mentioned. When we're speaking, Hugh, Sean Abbott looks a, a good bit of business, not around for the full year, but um, lively pace bowler and hits a long ball as well. He hit, hit a couple of almighty sixes um, in the game, just gone, scored runs in both games so far. So We've also got Tom Latham coming in from the 11th of June to the 29th of July, I think, which is lovely. As a yeah. New Zealander, Tom Latham? I think so, yeah. Ah, so they can leave out Sibley then? Swapping a black cap around. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the one that I like is 
Zach, is it Chapel or Chappelle? I, I always want to say Chappelle because it looks cool. It's Chapel. Chapel. <laughs> Zach Chappelle. Uh, Zach Chappell. Derbyshire. Um, I think that's a good bit of business. I think he's quite quick, isn't he? From all accounts, or is he not that quick? Oh. He's a big lad. Yeah, I, I've not seen him live. I can't. I can't say. But I swear, I mean, it's not steady. So it looks a good move. Yeah, exactly. Um, and caught your eye, Chiv. Sorry, anyone caught your eye? Well, the only one I've got on my team, which is it was my. Uh, I always have one player in the team that is a bit of a an off chance bet on him doing well. Uh, so I'm not sure whether I should mention his name because he probably will be tanking for the next few rounds. But uh, there's a reason why that's the reason why I brought in Sam White. I thought well, with a bit of luck because he had a really good um, season back in uh, in Australia over the winter. And all I was hoping for is that he actually carries that into the English summer, uh, recognizing all the differences and everything. But you never really, if you're in form, you, you know, you could quite easily carry that into uh, into something like the um, the county cricket season. So hopefully, um, he's going to do well. So, and he was relatively cheap, uh, I thought, uh, to begin with. So. If nothing else, then he'll be replaced, as you know. But um, uh, I, that was my outside bet for the season. Uh, Northampton North have gone quite long in Australians, haven't they? They've got Chris Tremaine as an overseas bowler at the moment, who in May gets replaced by Lance Morris. Now, he's one to watch out for. He bowls rockets. If uh, if I can slide him into my team, I think he might be uh, eye-catching this summer. Oh, nice. I like I'm that. Lance Morris. Yeah, Western Australian, who's uh, who's I think already flown over, but um, acclimatising, let's say, to 12 degrees in uh, Northampton. But uh, he was picked for an Aussie test squad, mainly because he bowls gas. Um, when I think Stark, maybe, they had some fitness concerns around the Aussie pace attack in the winter. Um, but he took, he took a few wickets for Western Australia in the Shield, and um, by all accounts, he bowls rockets. So look out for him. Um, yeah, I like Kuhneman to Durham, although he's not here for the whole summer. I think he, he'll go into the um, he'll, he's sort of here with the Ashers and Todd Murphy, uh, the Australian spinners replacing him after the Ashers. So, some, some interesting signings on the overseas front. I think actually, one of the uh best signings is not actually a player, but I think Farbrace to Sussex is a really big one for them. I think he's going to change. I mean, I know they won their first game uh, and had a bye last game, but I think he's the right guy to take over that team and lead it forward. I'd be quite interested to see how he revolutionises that, really. Um, it's been an interesting place the last few years. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, just, I just saw that as well. As Gareth Batty is now full-time head coach of Surrey. Um, was that a shoe in? Was that surprising or not? Was that was he always going to be? Don't know what goes on behind the scenes. It's, I think it would have been quite harsh not to give him the job. Um, he said he described it, I think, as the best job interview um, that he'd ever had. They basically running the team for six months. Yeah. Um, so it would have been, yeah, pretty. I think they would have had to be a very strong candidate to, to come in and, and kick him out after what he did last year. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I mean, Surrey are crickets Chelsea. So you could have seen after Di Matteo won the Champions League with Chelsea, they binned him off. So it wouldn't have surprised me if they'd have 
binned him off for Trevor Bayliss or some superstar name like that. Mm. Well, yeah. it can still happen. I mean, it's not like uh, they they don't always last a season, regardless of how they do it. How's things with the Essex board at the moment here? Uh, ever changing. Ever <laughs> <laughs> changing. It's a merry-go-round. <laughs> that's board level. That's that's, that's politics, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, Essex uh, Essex the only squad that I can see that haven't signed anyone. Is that true, Hugh? Well, I suppose we brought in Bracewell. Um, we had originally brought in Will Sutherland, who had a fantastic Aussie winter. Um, captain Victoria to the Shield final was the top wicket taker, scored some useful runs. Um, and in the Shield final itself, he was diagnosed with a stress fracture. So with about a week to go before flying over, he pulled out. And at about 10 hours notice, they managed to sign Bracewell. Um, I think... Chev probably picked Schneider on the basis that he was going to bowl a lot of overs, but with Porter back in form, Cook, Harmer and Bracewell ahead of him, um, they've got a lot of bowling there. Um, and there's a, a lot of murmurings in uh, in the Essex cricket sphere uh, when the batting's not been quite so reliable why uh, um, an international level batter wasn't brought in when you've got that bowling attack that has done as well as it has. I think Sutherland would have bolstered the batting because he'd have batted at six and Rossington at seven or vice versa. Right. Um, whereas Bracewell's an eight. Um, so it is, Harmer at seven looks a spot too high, in my opinion, yeah. in batting. Um, so there's a bit of murmurings and chunderings why we didn't bring in a, a batter. But um, yeah, if you've got you've got the best ever English opener um, and, and some... Uh, test experience in the middle order, they should be they should be more output than they've had. Nice. I think the other I think the team, the two teams I think that done very well. Durham have done very well in their signings in Robinson Glover and um Chev's compatriot Baz the leader. Is that a right pronunciation? Baz, uh, yeah. That's pretty good. Nice. Um, with a Netherlands sort of touch there, because Franklin as a head coach left and Ryan Campbell is now their head coach, which I didn't know. Um, anything on Bas Leader, Chev? Do you know anything about him? Not really. Um, I, well, I had, him, I had him in a team for probably five minutes. Thought <laughs> 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 um, about it. And obviously, well, in all fairness, he was... Um, uh, with the budget uh, restraints that we've got, uh, I just had to pick other players. Uh, and I you think really other players? Other players. Oh, um, <laughs> I also picked a few other ones, but I, I won't name them because that is probably not a good thing to do. Um, uh, my bench wasn't looking too strong to start off with. But he, um, yeah, I don't really know an awful lot about him. I think well, he's doing all right with the national team, obviously, but what he's actually going to do in county cricket, I don't know. Snaith, I was a bit more certain about, given he, that was a combination, as Hugh said, I expected him to, to do a bit more in, in the first few games, but also, um, you know, based on the season last year, was sort of a bit of a breakthrough season for him, uh, and he was still very good value. So it seemed like... a, a if there was going to be a Dutch player in that team, uh, he was the obvious pick uh, yeah. in a way. Um, but yeah, that's just not, I mean, regardless of him not bowling that much, he's then also just not, with, with what he's given, he's not doing much uh, with it so far. So uh, he may just come online really later on in the season when uh, when he picks up a bit of form, but it's definitely 
from what I can see, it's not there in the first few, couple of games. So mm. um, we'll revisit him later in the season, maybe. Nice. Is it, I think, the most overrated signing of the yeah, world? Yeah, go on. Colin de Grondholm. Colin de Grondholm. He must have been oh, really de Grondholm. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, where was he last season? Sorry. Sorry. A few games at Sorry. I think he played three games as a... Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look fit to really run in and bowl. And he looks out of touch with the butt. I thought I thought he... I couldn't remember that he did anything. No worth of noticing the last couple of, couple of months, years. No. He, he didn't really add any value. I picked him last year when he played Surrey for a bit. Didn't really do anything there. Um, so, yeah, God knows why he's actually back in the you know, he's probably keeping uh, He's probably keeping Luke Wood out of that Lancashire team. It's at times like that when I feel like some of the counties end up with overseas for the sake of it. Lancashire have got enough talent to domestically to to let someone like Luke Wood who's got to be good enough to and actually would bring something else to their bowling attack rather than someone else who's just going to bowl 75 mile an hour shapers I think it's a really good point and that is like signing an overseas for the sake of signing an overseas like I understand that sometimes you might sign a big name to sort of put bums on seats but it's interesting when that yeah when someone like Lancashire does sign him um They've got Daryl Mitchell coming later in the month, I think, in May, in late May. And I think he his test record in England's fantastic. I think he's a good bit of business. But the Grand Hall, I don't think he has much. He's just collecting his pension, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um oh, under the radar one for me was Cola Cadmore to Yorkshire from Yorkshire, sorry, to Somerset. Um I didn't know that happened. I don't know why. Or did we, maybe we spoke about it last season. King of the M5, isn't he? From Yorkshire to Worcestershire to Yorkshire to Somerset. Mm. Um, but I mean, looking at that, and I mean, <clears throat> the other one was Warwickshire's Ollie Stone has moved to Nottinghamshire. Um, that's an interesting one to me because I don't think Ollie Stone's played a whole lot of cricket in the last few seasons, has he? So I don't know if that's a sort of like, he's obviously a world class bowler, but just depending on injuries and stuff like that. I'll miss him in the white ball. He was effective in the blast last year. Um, I think Nottinghamshire have got a lot of seamers. Jake Ball can't get a go. He's in the stiffs at the moment. Um, I think Warwick... Jake Ball has sort of fashioned himself as a white ball bowler now, hasn't he? I think he's... Has he? Okay. That's what he seems to prefer, I think. Uh, I mean, Stone's just a case of fitness with Ollie Stone, isn't it? If you you keep him fit, he's going to make a big difference to a side, but... It's a bit like Mark Wood. You can only pick him perhaps one every three games. Um, and if he's not got a central contract, he's expensive on your on your wage bill. I think Warwickshire have had one of the better windows. Hassan Ali looks like a good signing. Yeah, I agree. I've just looked at this, and I don't I don't know if you remember Hugh. We played a shock MCC game um, against Harrow School, and Jafer Chohan was a leg spinner. I think that played against us. And he has signed a rookie deal with Yorkshire after impressing in a net bowling session on a one-off chance against like Joe Root and stuff. But wasn't wasn't I think that was on the back of playing for the, the SACA, the South Asian Cricket Academy. Yeah. In playing the the two the twos team. So what yeah. there's been some some players who have signed as a result of that. So I we don't often say credit to the EC, I assume the ECB have had something to do with it, but they might well not have. No, where where it's due, sometimes credit should be given. But it, it's a fantastic initiative, and it's getting 
getting cricketers into opportunities mm. at, at counties. Gloucester have just signed an ad actually from that programme as well, which is good to see. They were, they were in a bidding war with a few counties for Zaman Actor, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it is good. No, it's just it's a name that popped up. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Um, nice. I mean, any changes for next round for anyone? Any big ones? Yeah. We'll- yeah. We've got a few buys and I think Keith Barker has a <laughs> niggle. He's a fitness doubt, so he's going to go for me. And I think Jordan Clark might be a casualty of both Surrey having a bye week and the fact that with Abbott, Roach and Worrell, he's going to be bowling much less in these next few months and an all-rounder that bowls a handful of overs and bats at nine, I think. He did quite well last season there, so he's probably worth a shot later in the season. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. And as we discussed, Roach and uh, Abbott are both only around till May and July, respectively, I think. Yeah. So his workload will probably go up, but might offload him for a few couple of months beforehand. Right. Nice. I've gone um I've taken out Ben Allison. I've got um So Sus- we took six for the second team yesterday. Oh, so oh, I didn't do my research. Um but I've got Henry Crockham from Sussex. And um, basically based on price, and he got 189 points last time he played. So that was my science behind that. Um, Chev, how many chops have you given your team this week? Uh, probably three. <laughs> yeah, I... no, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to stay clear of my max four trades. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, probably three. Uh, two bench players that I just need. I may as well start. Um, Strengthening the bench, so that's what I'm doing. And uh, Snader is uh, going to go. I mean, I, he had a, li- a last-minute reprieve uh, uh, in the second round, just because of what was happening with that game that was abandoned. Because uh, yeah. otherwise, he would have been gone last round. Uh, but based on that, I thought I may as well just uh, leave him in it for another round. Obviously, that didn't that backfired. Um, so yeah, he's out, um, and he'll be replaced. Um, and then I've got uh, a few bench players that uh, probably no one knows that I'm looking to uh, to move out. Uh, so yeah, uh, all exciting. Lovely. Why are you wasting transfers on bench players if they're they're not? Don't get that. Well, I'm looking at who is now uh, likely to increase in, in value. So you're speculating with your bench. Yeah, there's a lot of bye weeks coming up, so you're going to need your bench players when. Exactly. Well, this is the right time. Yeah. Jeff's Jeff using his bench like a sort of like side. <laughs> like, like his ISA. He's using his <laughs> bench like his ISA. <laughs> you well, might want to take some advice from Howard on that. Well, no, I think this is going to work because I'm now just uh, uh, looking at the value. Because obviously, after round three, the uh, the, the actual uh, transfer values will start kicking in. And um, who's going to bring in a points-based capital gains tax for you, Chad? So this is where I'm looking to increase my budget. So uh, I'm looking at foreign players for the first couple of rounds. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Hugh, I also read Sam Cook has a niggle, which um, with a trip to Canterbury could be a, a big one. Schneider could be worth keeping in after all, Chad. Oh, I've actually made the transfer. Just you roll it back. It. Roll back. Uh, I could, yeah, I could just roll it back. No, you can't. I don't know. I think, I think he'll, I think he'll play. It's, I'll be surprised if he doesn't. 
He's got an England place to push for. Yeah, I'm sure I can get a better player in, scoring more points, so it's fine. Right, should we wrap no, it up? <laughs> should we wrap it up with Fox of the Week? Oh, that's an easy one this week. Peter Milan? The only person to score fewer points than Peter Milan. <laughs> Mr. Hugh Thomas himself. Thanks, lads. I think I'll be maxing out my transfers this week. <laughs> Very good. Wise decision. I think I might keep a league table of Fox of the Week winners to um, then we can have an ultimate Fox of the Year by most most weekly Fox Awards. Yeah, that would be good, actually. Could still be Peter Milan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Fox of the Week, I suppose, doesn't have to be any four of us. It could be one of the people from our from our open league. It could be a player. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Someone gets um, absolutely, absolutely nailed on the podcast who we've never met before. <laughs> Go down from three to two listeners overnight. I just, um, I've just looked at some of the names on on our open league, and someone, Alistair P, has Wayne Larkins's hooky mortgage. Is that that's is that in reference to any? <laughs> that's incredible. Not that I'm aware of. Alistair P, if you're listening, please do tweet in why that is your name. That is that is quality. Graham Swan tells a very good Wayne Larkin story, but that is one for another day. Okay. Time is up on the podcast. Let's try and get. I actually, like I said, I went paintballing with him last year. It's a missed opportunity to uh, not get Graham Swan. <laughs> Right. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Um, and thanks, guys. We will. So next round is on what starts on Thursday. So get your transfers in tomorrow. Um, yeah, and we'll speak to everyone next week. Have a good one. Thank you.